Welcome to another week of free basketball. I am your host, Brian Meadows, and I'm joined as always with the co-host, the one who can't see me, the Jason Kelsey lookalike right now, Cody Holsey. What's up? Not much. (laughs) Not winning Super Bowls. Um, You know, just like Jason Kelsey. So Mm. there you go. His brother said, you know, if you smoke weed and you do bad in school, then you can win the Super Bowl twice. So that's what he said on SNL. <laughs> so Worth message to live by for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's all you kids out there. Just kidding. Yeah. But you know, no. Also, Travis Kelsey yeah. is a person, so it can happen to you. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's going to be the last funny thing that happens this episode. Um, I don't know how dark this will get but i i know it's been almost a week now uh but we're going to talk about in this episode maybe some jaw stuff which i know we have thoughts on it we don't have really you seen the shoe stuff we uh i'm gonna just keep moving forward i'm gonna ignore that um so i i don't know how serious this will get i i don't think anybody's going to be preaching per se um so we'll just touch lightly on the jaw situation um at least the news that came out recently about, you know, what's going on with his uh, his time being away from the team. Um, we'll also talk about the Brandon Clark injury and then kind of like what's going on with the Grizzlies late game, um, whether it's coaching, whether it's just players not finishing. Uh, so we're going to talk about basically an entire Grizzlies podcast this week. And the reason we're doing that is because last mascot standing, we're going to kind of put that off for a week or two um, because March Madness is coming up. And if you are a new follower of free basketball, then you will find out in the next week or less than a week how serious I am about this time of year. Um, Usually have two to three episodes, sometimes even four episodes. cranking out a ton of March Madness content. I just love this time of year. I love March. It's one of my favorite basketball months uh, leading up into the NBA playoffs. And I think it's just like a nice break from kind of the, you know, right after all-star break, that break and teams are just trying to make it to the playoffs. So I get March Madness uh, to kind of appease me till we get to the final finish line of the playoffs, the NBA playoffs um, themselves. I feel like I'm rambling, but that's because Cody really threw me off with changing his background into a picture of me. <laughs> really threw me off. Uh, uh, but yeah, so we're going to be having a lot of... Now he's doing a slideshow with a bunch of people... <laughs> This is on a podcast. No one has any <laughs> idea what's going on, uh, but I'm extremely distracted. So no less mascot standing this week. Uh, all Grizzlies this episode. I don't know how long it will be. Might be shorter, depending on how deep we want to go into these topics. Um, but let's go ahead and get started, Cody, because I have to get you to start talking uh, because I can't just stare at those backgrounds anymore. Let's talk about Ja. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, there's many, many roads that we could go down on this. Um, I know we have talked about this opinion-wise. We talked about last week a little bit, you know, like mm-hmm. it's coming back to light again about the, uh, 
you know, the altercation with a minor playing pickup basketball. And then the next day this happens um, with the Instagram quote unquote gun incident. Um, and we, we were just saying with Nate in that episode, he just needs to be smarter and mm-hmm. not less than 24 hours. Here he is again. And now he's away from the team and we have had all, people post all sorts of junk. What What is like, is there a certain avenue about the thing with jaw that w- you don't think people have talked about enough or something that you think that should be mentioned that's been talked too much about? Like what is kind of a general thing with jaw that has kind of stuck out with you, the whole situation? I mean, I think the thing that's like stuck out with me is that like, overall like yeah he needs to be smarter like he's obviously like obviously not making like great decisions but there's also like none of us are him so we don't know like what the reasons for those decisions and stuff are so like i'm not gonna like put words or thoughts of his you know i'm not gonna like make my thoughts his thoughts so whatever um he's got going on is what he's got going on and he's you know got to deal with that stuff and like we said the other day like I think the main thing is like you just got to be smarter and I don't have like a whole lot of other thoughts other than that like it's not like I don't think it's as big a deal as it's like being you know blown out to be like you know it's not like Javaris Crittenden and Gilbert Arenas Mm. you know like they're not like threatening each other in the locker room and stuff like that as far as we know, but, uh, right. But like people make dumb decisions. Like he's not, he's, you know, 23 years old. Like you can, your people screw up and move on and learn from it and whatever. So, you know, he's 23 years old. You can screw up and you can learn from it and move on. Like, that's kind of like, that's kind of where I've landed on it. Like, I was 23. I mean, I never, like, I didn't have Instagram live and, you know, millions of dollars and a bunch of people that would care about my Instagram. So I've never screwed up to that degree, but I've done dumb stuff and I've grown up and learned from it. Like, I'm sure you have too. I think everyone that's listening to this podcast can probably remember a time, you know, those moments when you wake up in the middle of the night and think about a conversation you have with somebody like 14 years ago that doesn't ultimately matter but you regret like whatever (laughs) stupid thing it was you said like I'm sure that everyone has that to like a much greater degree like of some things that they've done and learned from and stopped doing later in life so I mean that's what I think about it I mean you make mistakes and you move on yeah I I think that's kind of like one of the things that I have expressed to you is everybody trying to give this man their opinions on what he should do and who he should be right like dude this man is worth who knows hundreds of millions of dollars and be whoever you want to be I i grew up in the same place i know how that is you need to do this you need to do that like all of that kind of stuff that you see to me is just self-serving right you're putting it out there you want to show everybody how moral you are now where you came from how you grew out of it. So Jaw can do the same thing. You're trying to like equate yourself to Ja Morant and all well, those people who do that, you are not on Ja Morant's level. No. <laughs> like you do not understand the pressure. Um, and yes, he's just being young, right? Yeah. And he has probably some bad influences around him. I mean, mm-hmm. have you ever been on a week or two week long basketball road trip before? I mean, I have. 
I've been on a week-long basketball road trip, and everybody's acting wild by the end of it. You play ping pong for eight hours a day. Incredibly boring. Yes, it's incredibly boring. And if you're someone like Ja who can't really go out anywhere, like Mm -hmm. it's incredibly isolating, and it's it's terribly boring. There is nothing to do. So as a 23-year-old with worth hundreds of millions of dollars now, like no one is excusing the behavior, but I think everybody is quick to overjudge and freak out. Well, I mean, if you listen to Kendrick, yeah, if you listen to Kendrick Perkins and Skip Bayless, like they have the plot of point break going on in the Grizzlies, you know, in FedEx Forum. Mm, Yeah. Which like is ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, I guess there's two ways for this to go, right? Like there is the one where figures it out, grows up, matures, and continues to be what he is, right? A future legend in the NBA. Mm-hmm. There's the other side where this is a tragedy, right? Where the behavior continues, something mm-hmm. disastrous happens, and he's all of a sudden just disappeared from our lives. And I think everybody is like, trying to lean to the tragedy side by trying to make themselves look better on how they would approach it to come back to the success side like does that make sense at all i don't know if i'm just rambling on that point but like there is those two options but we know jaw for what he is like there's no one who would be that good of a teammate and jaw who's you know over competitive um like it just doesn't like there's nothing about it to me that points to the tragedy side. And I I just don't get why there's so much piling on on, on the fact of if you don't do this, you're gonna be a tragedy. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of thing that I have a hard time dealing with. There's a like there's a church joke in there somewhere. Um <laughs> but <laughs> No, I mean, like, I, I just, I think it's one of those things that, like, there, there couldn't have been much else going on. It's, it kind of goes back to, like, the thing that I bring up a lot is that the coverage of, like, what's going on off the court in the NBA is oftentimes more interesting than what's going on on the court in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least as far as, like, what gets talked about, because I don't know if you've turned on ESPN recently, but there's, like, two hours of Sports Center all day, and then there's, 12 hours of talking head shows and then four hours of sports. So yeah, those 12 hours of, you know, on Fox skipping Shannon and, you know, get up and first take and screaming each other at noon and uh, NBA today and all that's like all that stuff. Like they have to have something to talk about. And, I as much as you would like to think that I mean I think all of those people that are on those shows can definitely hold you know intelligent sports conversations but we're just in this time period where it just feels like covering the other stuff I mean not that we haven't always been interested in what goes on you know outside of what's happened happening on the court but it's never been to this to this degree with social media and like like all the different, you know, you can directly access a player if the player wants to engage with you, they will. But like all the access and coverage and things you know about people is just to like an incredible degree now. So 
I don't know. I just think that because of that and the way that you can really keep up with what's going on in the NBA by looking at the scores and then watching some highlights and watching like the, um, you know, the short, you can watch shortened games. If you even want to watch like the whole game on league pass, like you can keep up, you watch, you know, TikTok or, you know, ESPN, you know, recaps of games and stuff like that on ESPN.com. Like you pretty much know what's going on on the court. Not like to the degree that you actually, you know, you're known who's like coming, you know, doing, pick and roll correctly and, you know, pin downs and stuff like that. Like, and, uh, you know, switching on screens and who's going to do what on, you know, Oh, when they do this, this is what, this is going to happen. You're not going to know that stuff if you're just watching the clips, but um, you can follow the NBA that way. And then you can keep up with the soap opera version of it on, you know, ESPN in the morning for the first nine hours. So. Yeah. I Obviously I don't want this to seem like we're excusing the behavior, right? Like, well, no, it's it's it's, it's not good behavior. He, yeah, he knows what needs to be fixed, but I, I'm just not going to preach at him, right? Because I'm right. not going to pretend like I understand what he's going through, the pressure that he has to deal with every day. So, like, the, if the behavior continues, like we said about the two avenues, right? Like, this could mm-hmm. very well turn into a tragedy. But I think what we're trying to say is, Jaw does not seem like the type of guy that is going to let this affect him to where it actually gets to that point, right? Right. Like it seems like a guy who's can going to turn it around, get focused, locked in. Uh, um, and so to kind of, I, I, I don't really know how you end that conversation. I just wish, you know, people weren't not uh, like pile ons, but try to be morally superior, right? Like, or not superior, but they try to put themselves on the same ground. Like, look at me, you know, and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff just bothers me because you just, you have no idea. You have no idea how you treat it. You have no idea how you'd handle it. You have no idea what he's going through, even though you pretend like you do. Um, And so the only thing you really do, like you're pretending to support him, but you're really trying to boost yourself. Well, if a man put a gun in my face. (laughs) Never mind. That's the thing about this. It's like, yeah, let's not keep going with that. Just like, I, I just don't enjoy the self-serving part of it, which is most of social media now, right? Like there's a lot of people out there generally concerned, care, want him to get better, want him to be healthy, have a long and be a career, make, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. There are those people out there generally like that. But a lot of them that I see on social media that are prominent are the guys trying to boost themselves mm-hmm. um, to make their standing look greater. And that's the part of it that I don't like because it's, it should be about jaw getting healthy, getting his mental right. Um, and that's just what this should be about. So I, we think he'll be back. I, I personally don't have any worry for him that this is going to be a career thing. You know, um, I think it can be easily fixed. I think he's the kind of guy that will fix it. And, you know, this is kind of what happens with stars, right? Like we're a market that finally has a star. And you can look at almost every star. They have had some sort of issue or trouble uh, off the court. Now, I know this feels extreme because of the gun violence and all that kind of stuff and how the conversation in America is around guns. Um, But this is a bump in the road to me. Is that kind of how you feel about it with Jaw? Yeah. It's like a note in his Wikipedia page controversy hopefully you know it moves on you know hopefully it's just that controversy and we move on 
you know who else was like you know i think i think like the main thing is that you like learn from this stuff and that you don't like keep making the same mistakes and like doing dumb stuff and being and like you just be a better person because you know who else like we talk about and revere now who has had some who had some controversial stuff happen in his past kobe bryant Mm, yeah that's the first person that came to my mind michael jordan yeah. Like people to this day still talk about like, oh, it was Michael Jordan's gambling that, you know, got his father killed and like crazy conspiracy stuff like that. But like, it's still stuff that like gets brought up, you know, enough that it gets talked about. So people, you know, people have issues and they work through them and you learn to be better. I'm hoping for the best for him um, to kind of move on to maybe not be so dark feeling um coming out of that but we do have to talk about the grizzlies in general now because they have lost their past three games they're mm-hmm. three and four since coming out of the all-star break just the extension of job i mean i believe what came out today just a little while ago we we're taping this wednesday evening um around eight o'clock so jock is going to be out at least four more games and so they've lost their past three you know we've given up leads in the fourth most notably the clippers uh, the Lakers last night kind of crumble in the fourth. We might talk about that more in a little bit, but they have gone from having a three-game lead for the two seed uh, to now they have lost the two seed. They are in a tie with the Kings, but the Kings have the tiebreaker, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the schedule does not get easier immediately for the Grizzlies. Now, there still is no timetable for Stephen Adams coming back. We'll talk about the Brandon Clark injury in just a second and how this will may affect this um, even more so, but for the near future for the Grizzlies, is this just kind of a look? We were sitting in the two seed. We've had a lot of stuff happen in the past week or so. We're just trying to hang on by our fingernails and just get into the playoffs and have, you know, everybody obviously except Brandon Clark come back and then we'll face whatever we have to face in the playoffs. Or do you think this is a we're putting all of our eggs into 35 minutes of Triple J, Desmond Bain, Tyus Jones, and we're trying to keep a top seed. Do you think the top seed matters anymore to them or it's just getting there the rest of the way for them? I mean, I think with the way the roster and stuff is right now, I think getting there is like probably where they need our focus. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't think they're going out there and they're going, well, you know, win or lose. Like, we're just trying to get there. Uh, you know obviously yeah. like I think they're trying to win games but ultimately I think your goal like getting is you know trying to get to the end of the season without you know any more holes coming up in the ship you don't want to take on any more water like heading into the playoffs like try to keep guys mm-hmm. healthy and stuff like that you don't want to try to run Jared Jackson into the ground um, trying yeah. to win these games because it's not like like they're not going to lose themselves out of the playoffs they got to win some games and, you know, they can't just lose the rest of the season, but uh, at the same time, like by playing those guys, you know, 40, 42, 44 minutes a night, you're not doing going to do yourself any favors when you get to the playoffs. Uh, So I think, I think some of it is you got to kind of strategize a little bit and kind of pick your battles, but at the same time, you got to try to win some games. Yeah. Does that make sense? I, uh, I feel like I just said the same yeah. thing, but on both sides of the fence of the same thing. And <laughs> but I no, really I mean really you like just got to make it. You know, 
without injuries. Yeah, I think you make a great point. Like they are, they are a ship that is taking on water right now and they don't need to worsen it, right? They just mm -hmm. need to get to the dock, right? Which is the NBA playoffs. Yeah, um, you're just so looking for a port. A lot of, Any yeah, port in a storm, as they say. I think that that's the big thing with the Grizzlies fans. Everybody's wanting them to win these games right now. And, you know, if they like be fantastic, if they that, did, it would be fantastic if they did, of course. But I don't think I want Jaron Jackson Jr. Who's been playing 28 to 32 minutes a game to all of a sudden be playing 38 to 40. Right. You no, know, with, 20 games left against he, the Clippers. He won't like, have knees by not, the time the playoffs come around. And nobody likes that in Grizz Twitter because everybody makes fun of Jenkins for it. He's got his sheet where he has the players' lim minute limitations on it. And I understand, you know, wanting to win every game. I get it. I want him to keep the two seed because I think they have a better chance, you know, being at home in two mm -hmm. rounds, at least two rounds. Um, but I think the minutes control for the playoffs to then all of a sudden Jaron will be playing 38 to 40 minutes. I think that's imp more important. And so I think you make that point exactly right. Like this is just get to the playoffs. I don't think seeding really matters too much them anymore. The mm -hmm. reason I say that is because like, I know it's the Kings and the two seed and it's like the Kings, the two seed. Um, but I think the two seed. Fight the beam. Like, I, I just think we don't have, like, it's gone. Like, we had our shot at the two seed. We've had a rough couple weeks, or a rough week, basically. And I, like, not saying they can't get the two seed back, but I think that it's definitely done. Because the next seven games coming up, they play the Warriors twice and the Mavericks three times. That's five of those seven games. The other two against the Heat and the Spurs which we know about the Heat, who are trying to continue to rise up the Eastern Conference. The Heat are going to want that game. Now, Spurs is the only, like, for sure, well, not even for sure, based on the Grizzlies. You know, we just lost to the Lakers, but um, the, the Spurs should be a for sure win. But out of these next seven games, I mean, <laughs> do you see any possible wins there besides the Spurs? Um, and the reason I say that the two is done, because I don't even know if they'll keep on to the three seed. Because the Suns well, are only two and a half games behind them. If you're looking at the standings right now, I mean the Grizzlies are a are on a, in kind of a tenuous spot. Like they need to win some. They do need to win some games. They definitely need to win some games. But would you rather have the three, or would you want to be a four? Because obviously you'd think you'd want to be a three, but you could be running into the Warriors, which is one. more fun for the world. But I but think you want to, but you, you want to play. Also get, you could also get the Timberwolves in that 3-6. And then if the Kings somehow knock off, you know, whoever's in that 7, which they could lose the 7 depending on who's there. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's a more favorable matchup than being a 4 and then going up against the Nuggets in round 2. No, I agree with you. But it's not like... like well, if you're the 4 seed, you also have to go to up like, against Luka and Kyrie and then... Well, maybe just Luca. Who knows? Yeah, in the first round of playoffs. You just never know with that. And that's the hard thing about looking about standings right now is like what the playoff picture might be is because those standings can change from five to eleven in two games, right? Like we're mm -hmm. just not going to be able to project anything until then. 
That's why I think the thing, the only thing that we can project is that the Grizzlies are going to be a three or a four seed. And the way this next kind of schedule is rolling up, if Jaws going to be out the next four, I mean, that's Warriors and I believe two Mavericks games. Um, so if he does come back after that, I mean, that's going to be best case scenario. And then you're going to be making, you know, a 12 game push to win back the two seed, depending on how Sacramento does in those next couple of games. So I do think it sets up to be interesting. I'm not saying they won't win the two seed or won't still be the two seed, but I think it's far more likely that they stay at three or even drop down to four um, because the Suns, I think, could catch them very quickly over these mm-hmm. next you know, seven games to make up that two and a half games very easily with the Suns record. Um, but the, to talk about that, um, to add on to that, I guess to say, let's talk about the importance of Brandon Clark. We know how Jaw is important to the Grizzlies. Let's talk about Brandon Clark. Like to you, how, like, how devastating of this injury is Brandon Clark's injury to the Grizzlies? I'm going to talk about, you know, some personal experience here. So you know how when the, when me and you and three people that we could find on the street could just run the courts <laughs> in basketball? That was way back in the day, but yes. right, right. We're not anymore. We're old and our ankles don't work. But if or knees, right? But like, think about on that team. I mean, I'm going to talk about myself. Not that I'm as good at basketball as Brandon Clark. But think about the value of a guy that moves around and like and you know sets screens and grabs rebounds, but you don't ever have to run a play for him. That's me. Mm-hmm. I don't ever need a play run for me. I'll grab a rebound and put the ball back up. I'll you know smack a layup if I happen to be open under the basket. But I'm not out there calling for the ball at the three point line. No, I'm like, let me set a screen here. Oh, that didn't work. Let me go set a screen in a different spot. How about I cut to the basket now? I'm not going to catch the ball, but they might look at me like. I'm not a good basketball player. Brandon Clark is like a billionaire's version of me on a basketball court, but obviously, (laughs) but like that kind of, I think like that kind of thing, like that, like intangible kind of like, just like we'll do kind of like the dirty work stuff and like never be like clear out. Like that's, that's a good thing. That's something that you want on your basketball team. Um, if you go back to like the 2008, nine ish Lakers, that's your Trevor Ariza guy. Like mm. he's great to have on the court. Good to have on the team. Doesn't necessarily have to score a bunch of points to affect the flow of the game. Um, he just knows he can find different ways to do it. Um, so he, you know, he doesn't have to score 20 or 30 points for, you know, to real, for you to notice that he's been on the court, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I think that's a great point. And it is the versatility, right? Like he does give you lineup versatility. Him and Triple J together can just run over people. It's a really versatile scoring lineup. You just going to the Grizzlies are just going to miss that mid-range floater, dependable guy besides Ja, right? Mm-hmm. Because Desmond Bain drives to the rim, but he's not a good finisher. Um, like Jaron Jackson Jr. will go to the rim and He's okay, um, but he's not as consistent, I would say, as what Brandon Clark is. I mean, Brandon Clark's almost shooting, what, 68% or whatever on the year, 66%, whatever it was. You're just going to miss that release. And Santi Aldama is not that player. 
Xavier Tillman, who has been awesome, is not that player. Um, there's really no other player on the team that is bouncy like him besides Ja that does kind of like like Ja things. Right. right. He doesn't do the dribbling, the whatever, but he does the catch it in the lane on a short roll, jump sky high in the air, and hit that floater. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a very versatile part, like you said, that is going to be sorely missed by the Grizzlies. And I think they're going to have a hard time replacing that because if they don't have another release guy who can catch and finish around the rim, then it's going to be more looking for kickouts or threes, right? And the Grizzlies are one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NBA. So it could get kind of dark. Like, I think what happened with the Lakers, like that score where all of a sudden they just can't break 100 points, I think that's kind of where the scores are going to be for the Grizzlies. Like, they're going to have to hold teams to 105 and under. Mm -hmm. I just don't – like, for the next couple games anyways, until they can adjust, and we'll see how Taylor adjusts, what lineups is he going to change, if he's going to change any lineups at all. Um, Because the only other way that you can kind of make up with that with your shooting is going smaller with more shooters, but then your defense is going to get worse, right? And Mm -hmm. so Taylor, kind of his history – he has always leaned more on the defensive side, which is why John Conchar still plays. Um, that's why John Conchar got money. He got paid by an NBA team um, <clears throat> is because, you know, he's solid defender. Um, and so it's just kind of like an interesting thing that I'm waiting to see from Taylor. Which direction is he going to go? Is he going to stick with the same thing because it's routine um, and he knows what kind of minutes he can kind of restrict, you know, Triple J to – uh, Bane to um, to kind of keep everybody going like just to make the playoffs or is he going to switch it up to where he has more shooting out there but it will give up more defensively uh, or they'll be more susceptible defensively so that's kind of really what I'm looking for from the Grizzlies like I'm not expecting them to do much in the next handful of games anything that I think they win over the next week or two I think is a pleasant surprise to me, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they can't win. Obviously they can, but I just, a win is like a real, like it's a real shot in the arm. Mm -hmm. Like, and and it's a real boost is what I should say. Well, the Grizzlies right now, the Grizzlies right now are like, you know, when Creed, when, the when Michael B. Jordan like can't see and he's getting like punched on the back to be told like so he can go back in the fight. That's the Grizzlies right now. They can't, you know, they're they're beat up. Yeah. They're beat up, just trying to make it. Um, just want everybody healthy and back and whole. <laughs> and so it sucks for Brandon Clark. We hate that for him, man. The Achilles. I, I'm not even gonna try to project how, you know, what he might look like coming back. He's got a long hard road ahead of him, but wishing the best for him. And that seems like all we've been able to do recently on these podcasts is just wish the best for people, which is a bummer uh, because we're so excited talking about the playoffs and making a run to the Western conference finals and maybe even the finals with this young core. Um, And now it's kind of flipped for the moment. So I can't wait to flip it back. Yeah. We're excited. And maybe that will be in the next two weeks. Maybe that will be more closer to the playoffs um but if you had to guess before we move on or i guess before we close we'll kind of we'll close it early since we're not doing last mascot standing Mm -hmm. i don't know if i said that in the beginning when i got distracted by all the background pictures the slides 
<laughs> if you had to guess right now, the Grizzlies going to stay two. They're going to be the three. They're going to be the four seed. I would say they're probably going to be a four seed. Ooh, okay, four seed. Yeah, I I think they'll stick in the three. Um, but I could see I like I'm right there three four. I don't think they'll get two anymore. I think two's done. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we go? No, I can't think of anything. Quick and easy. Uh, like we said, we're not doing last. That's what they call me this week. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back in the next couple of weeks. Um, to say once again, next couple of days, if you're into March Madness and you like doing brackets, um, you will enjoy the next couple episodes that come out for us, probably starting on Sunday, maybe Monday, but Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, something like that. I don't know. We've been talking with Daniel. I don't know how he wants to do this. I don't know if he even wants to do it at all anymore. Who knows? Um, <clears throat> but um, might be doing something live. I, I don't really know. But just know that on our feed, we will have a bunch of March Madness content coming out. So hope that you enjoy that. Uh, Cody, thanks for being on again, man. We'll see you. For sure. Next. Well, I might not see you next week if you're not doing the March Madness stuff. I guess we'll Maybe see. Maybe not. We'll, leave that we'll find out. We'll leave that surprise. You might have a guest. Be continued. Maybe. We'll see. Um, so everybody has a good rest of the week. Hope we get kind of back into a rhythm and the Grizzlies get back cold. And everybody enjoy the rest of their week. Bye.